comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe what's up out now is a film podcast as abe and i are discussing new movies weekly we also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers box office results and predictions or retro review that's to do with the main film of the week games and other fun stuff this is a special bonus episode that we're doing and um it's going to correspond with the oscar results that um you know occurred last night on the oscars that well that's about the time we're recording this so we'll probably drop a day or so after the previous episode where we predicted the oscars even though that episode came out after we had the oscars broadcast so this is basically an episode of old news but we're doing a recap episode anyway and joining us to uh discuss the oscar results we have writer for damn dirty blog and special jury prize member for most upsets over no tyler perry films receiving nominations jordan grout hello that's an ambulance they're coming to get you barbara okay so <laughs> uh we're gonna just this is a bonus episode so we're just gonna go straight into things but well actually we're gonna we're gonna talk about the oscar results and how well abe and i and mark hoban and mark johnson did uh, with our predictions versus what actually happened but um Jordan has something special prepared for us. We, uh, he, uh, what did you, what did you do this past weekend, Jordan? Yeah, I'm curious. Well, I, I put down $9.75. I bought a ticket for Wanderlust and I walked into Good Deeds because I didn't want to support that movie. This would be, um, Tyler Perry's Good Deeds. Tyler Perry's Good Deeds. It's written, directed, produced, scored, edited by Tyler Perry. It's starring Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah, that was an important thing. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just hear a little bit of the the good deeds trailer. I can literally set my watch by Wesley. He always does the same thing, and he's always gonna do the same thing. Where did you go? Mom, 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 mom. I want to talk to you for just a second. What kind of mother would leave her kid in the closet? We're just going through a rough time right now. Surely someone in your family who can be a caregiver to this no, child. No, we don't have family. We live in the real world. And I don't? No, you do not. Tell me how much the gallon of milk costs. You don't even know. You gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. All right, so that was some of the trailer for Good Deeds. I'm sure that was probably amazing. So, Jordan... You're the only one of us that saw this movie because I, 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 you needed to. I'm I'm so ashamed. Let me read out the IMD description of what Good Deeds is about. Businessman Wesley, yeah. is played by Tyler Perry as a man, is jolted out of his scripted life when he meets Lindsay, a single mother who works on the cleaning crew in his office building. Wesley Deeds is about to discover the person he was meant to be. That's the tagline. The film mm-hmm. PG-13 for sexual content language, some violence and thematic material also. So with all that said, Jordan, what did you think of Tyler Perry's Good Deeds, which also stars Jamie Kennedy? He's great in it. It's uh, it, it's really bad. It's it's terrible. Probably one of his worst films, and 
I, I say that as a big fan of all his films. Yeah, is that what you, you say that as? Well, I, we, we talked about this before liar. before the show, and I mentioned a scene in uh, the film, Why Did I Get Married? Where, and, and Abe, you can jump in at, at any time yeah, and, uh, and give your two cents. Where okay, keep in mind that it's a comedy, but there's a scene where he just hauls off and and uh, and whacks some woman and whacks his wife like right in the middle of a dinner, and it's, it's supposed to be comedic. So keeping that in mind, that's that's the kind the type of filmmaker we're dealing with here. Oh, did did you guys see uh, Why Did I Get Married too? I have not seen any no, time. I, I did not see that. Oh well, it's probably one of the greatest films ever made. Um, and I know The Rock is starring in all these sequels to films that he, he wasn't in. And I, it started off with Why Did I Get Married Too, I think, because he has a cameo in that at the at the very end. So come on, are you guys sold on on seeing Why Did I Get Married Too? Yeah. No, I'm not. But uh, go on. Um, so good deeds. Work. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure where to begin. There, there's so much that's wrong with the film. It's, it's, it's not fun at all. Um, so yeah, like you said, he meets this this Lindsay gal, um, and he he decides to <coughs> her out, and you know he gives her free dinner, daycare, free apartment, you know, and these these good deeds starts a, a, a this this great friendship between the two, and it's it's supposed to be beautiful and good deeds. That's where the title comes in because his name is Wesley Deeds, and he's doing good deeds. It's really clever. Um, <laughs> I'm. I, I'd like to shake his hand. Is there like it, a kind of, moral to the story at the end where it's like, oh wow, you know what? Everybody is the same, and you shouldn't use money as some kind of I don't know. Well, yeah, because at the beginning you see him, and he's kind of you know this stoic businessman, and he like you see in the trailer, she's just like, oh, his life is so predictable. You know, I, I can, I, I know his whole schedule every day, and you see him kind of just plodding through life and and every scene in the first hour every exchange he has it ends with this creepy close-up of his face and he, he's just staring off into like the tyler perry abyss and at the very end like some smile will crack through and then it cuts to the next scene and that's how almost every scene in the first hour ends and it it, it reminded me of a you know, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> you ever see that show? Yes. Where, um, <laughs> where at, at the end of every episode, the Crypt Keeper would say, like, some pun, and the camera would just linger on his face for, like, a beat too long, where it would get really awkward. And that's how Good Deeds is. It's like, he, he just stands there, and he's like, Wait, what's going to happen? Why, why is he just staring at me? And it's this huge close-up of Tyler Perry. It's not like, oh, he's standing from afar. No, it's like, Boom, his face right there. Okay, there are good ideas that are sprinkled, but they're never developed. For example, the, it's implied from his mother at one point um, where she's questioning uh, his motive to, Mr. to, Mr. Deeds. to help um, Lindsay. It, it, it's implied, like, in the past, he's done the same thing for, for other people. Like, he's kind of rehabilitated other people. And it's something that he needs to do for him, like himself, or he, he feels this need for some reason to help other um, people to fill this void, and that's what she she implies. But it's never explored; it's dropped. Like mm. the next scene, that would have been something decent 
to ex- 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 expound upon. But no, the film just, you know, plods along till. Is his mom played end. by Felicia Rashad? Yes. And it's the type oh. of film where, where, you know, characters will start yelling for no reason at all. They'll just be talking and someone will just lose it. And it, it goes on for five minutes and then it cuts back and they're friends again. Like the next scene. Hmm. Um, it's 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 terrible, it's terrible. I, I wish you guys would have seen it. Was your uh, was your theater crowded? Uh, it was like half full. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was there enjoyment being had by others? No. <laughs> some people laughed at some. Like people laughed at really awkward times. Like during the the crypt keeper scenes. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. But but there are some. You know, moments are supposed to be funny, and people kind of laughed at them, but no, they're not that funny. Tandy Newton, actually, is, is the only person that comes away from this unscathed. Um, but there, there's so much that the film builds on on that character, and the character does nothing, because it's about Wesley Deed, and it's, oh, it's about him yeah. realizing that money is not everything, and blah, 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 blah. Money doesn't give you this great life, and... So towards the end, it's like, okay, all this time has been spent with Tandy Newton. And it's not Tandy Newton and Tyler Perry. There's there like countless scenes of just Tandy Newton. It's like, oh, um, okay. So nothing happens. It's kind of like a wasted investment. Character. Huh. Wow. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up here. What, uh, so what, what rating would you give the, uh, the Tyler Perry's Good Deeds film? Well, I mean, it's obviously going to win some sort of Oscar next year. So <laughs> I would give it... You know, you know, see it on IMAX if you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's you know, Jordan with a review of Good Deeds. <laughs> you know, if 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 you're gonna go, you know, be crazy, just go all the way and see this cliche-ridden crap in IMAX. All right. All right. Well, that's a that's. Thank you that's for that, Jordan. On, that's a take on Good Deeds. You promised it and you delivered. So well played, sir. <laughs> you know. Um, I, the, you know, unfortunately, the movie's not as crazy as his other films, so there's really not much to say about it, unfortunately. There's, there's not enough mad black women in it? No. no, no, and not enough rock and people dying. Like, no, you've got to see Why Did I Get Married too. It's it's nuts. Okay. Like, that, that's a film, if you were to see it, we could talk for like two hours on that movie. So, you know, go see it. Go go rent it. I actually bought it for for you from the blockbuster that's closing down. So next month when I'm in town, we'll we'll watch it. Okay, so that won't happen. But let's move on to um our you know what <laughs> no, we're trying to do, which is it's the gonna Os- happen. Which is the Oscar results. Um, we made predictions for the Oscars the other day on the uh, the show that precedes this one, and um, Abe, I myself, Mark, and Mark, and Mark, Mark Johnson, and Mark Hoban. And so we were more or less, you know, all over the place. So let's, uh, I guess we'll just kind of go over each award. We'll see how we did on each one. And, you know, if we have any comments about the various awards, we could kind of, you know, mention things. So let's start off with some of these early ones. We have a best short film live action. The winner was The Shore, which Mark Johnson predicted. Abe, you were wrong with Pentecost. Pentecost. I went with me and myself and Mark Hoban with Raju. So we were both wrong. You have The Shore. Um, Best short film animated. We have the fantastic flying books of Mr. Boris Lesmore was the winner. Most of us predicted that, except for Abe, who went with his guns on Pixar with La Luna, which would ordinarily so be right if it dry. was a yeah. Pixar de- generally doesn't seem to win these, you know, these awards. Shorts, so, yeah, yeah, the shorts, and <laughs> that's why we 
went against it and were successful with that movie. Now, that said, The Fantastic Flying Books of Mr. Morris Lessmore. You know what? I'll try to link it in the show notes. It's a good movie. It's a good short film. But honestly, it's it feels like Oscar bait. It's hmm. kind of weird saying that, but it does. It's just kind of weird to point that out. Here's a question. Where were you able to view it? Were you able to view it online or at a special screening? Well, now, it, now it is available online, okay. because it's which is nice because it, you know, it did win an Academy Award because it's deserved. It's a good, it's a well animated film. And it's certainly a good film. It's just not my favorite of this bunch. But in answer to your question, I was able to see all the short films at the, they have kind of a, they do kind of medleys of all the short films at the um, various um, art house theaters and in certain places. So I was able to see both all the short films and the animated and live action all in like one setting. Cause it's like when you lump them all together, it's about an hour and change. So it's like, two and a half hours total to oh, see okay. all of those yeah so you know it's pretty it's pretty cool to be able to do that especially because it's you know so many it's so rare to be able to see all those yeah so, cool moving on what do we have next we have best documentary short subject had a lot of money riding on this one guys and the winner <laughs> was saving face which i predicted as well as mark johnson abe i went with the with... tsunami and the cherry tree i thought it was a cool title yeah, it was, and that was oh, cherry I had, blossom. I'm sorry, cherry blossom. Yeah, and I had a, I, you know, I was between those two, but saving face was the winner. Okay, next we have best documentary, which was a tough category. Uh, but uh, let's see, Abe, you went. What'd you go with here? Helen back again. The story about the U.S. Marine who comes back to the U.S. That's right. That's a bold. That's yeah. a, you know, that's a good guess. Mark Johnson had said that it was good, and he also really liked the film that won. Um, and he chose the film that won. Yeah, undefeated. Um, that that was the winner, and uh, let's see. We all, I went for Paradise Lost Three Purgatory, which had a good shot as well. Like all these were, this was a tough category too. Like every, every one of these, there was no real clear lock. It seemed, but it seemed like Undefeated had a lot of kind of steam going with it into the Oscars. So I guess that's probably why you know it held out in the end. Jordan, do you have anything to say about the documentaries by chance? Did you? Um, I only really heard about Undefeated, and I heard it was fantastic. I, I didn't see it, but I voted for it. Nice on my ballot. Okay, so uh, next up, okay, getting into some of the some of these ones here, we got best achievement in visual effects, and um, the nominees here we had Harry Potter, Hugo, Real Steel, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Transformers. All of us, no, not all of us. Wow, Abe, you actually correct, you correctly guessed Hugo on Woo! this one. Yeah, but not on the other. Yeah. You know, Who did you vote for? We've all voted. The rest of us voted for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which many okay. people voted for as well. That was yeah. a lot of people were gunning for Rise of the Planet of the yeah, Apes. Yeah, that was but... my iffy one. I was like, I think the Rise of the Planet of the Apes has a really good shot, but I went with Hugo. So has Transformers ever won for uh, visual effects? No, it hasn't. It uh, lost to the Golden <laughs> Compass uh, That's first right. year, and um, it was not it was not nominated for the second. second oh, okay. Year. Right. Not nominated at all, which is good in my opinion, because the second one did pale. The first one does a good job with the visual. It, what makes the first one work in terms of its visuals is that it has respect to the environment that's around it, for the most part. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not we'll perfect. Too. The, the, the second one, there's, there's a lot. Of, it does not pay much attention to what's going on around the robots in terms of like environment and things that it's stepping on. It's, it, <laughs> it's enough to bother me. It, among the many reasons for that movie to bother people, that's one of them. Jordan, what you did? What did you pick in visual effects, or do you have anything to add to that? I, I put a uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, solid guess. Um, next up, we have best achievement in sound editing. This went to Hugo. Mark Hoban correctly predicted this. All of us went for Warhorse. Um, this was also notably the one category that Drive was nominated for. Never thought this had a chance of winning that, but nice to see Drive get something. So. <laughs> 
uh, following that, we have Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. And uh, let's Most see. Most went... correctly. And yeah, we all, well, we, yeah. yeah, Abe, you went for Warhorse. We all went for Hugo. And uh, for reasons that we basically explained on the previous episode, sound mixing tends to go to these kind of movies. It's a, it's weird to distinguish between these two, but you actually can if you kind of know how these categories work to an extent. Uh, next category was Best Original Song. It was between Rio and Manor of It, and very much to our great hopes, the Muppets won. It's kind of disappointing, as we mentioned in the last episode, that only two songs were um, nominated in this category. One song from the Muppets not being probably the song that people wanted to hear. But yeah, I'm glad that they won. Very much glad that they won. And my God, there's only two songs. Somehow there was not enough time to perform them at the Oscars. Like that Somehow. was the year that they had uh, Enchanted perform like 3,000 songs? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we had time to see like whatever that Cirque du Soleil stuff was, where you're supposed to feel like you're at the movies, but it felt more like I was at the circus. We had time to like listen to the president of the Academy bore everybody to death. And we had plenty of time, you know, to, to, to see like random, like what the what movies mean to me skits from all the various actors, which are fine. Those are, you know, nice, but. Yeah, I'm so glad they threw Adam Sandler in there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but we couldn't see we couldn't see two songs performed at the Oscars. Uh, how awesome would it have been to see, you know, Jason Siegel and Muppets and Fred <laughs> McKenzie and what, who else um, from Big Bang Theory, um, Jim Parsons, Jim Parsons on stage yeah. performing Manor Muppet, but no, no, no time for that. They wanted to keep it short and snappy, I guess. <laughs> well, okay, so next we have Best Achievement in Music, written for a motion picture, original score, and the winner was The Artist. Abe, what did you wisely go for? I went with The Adventures of Tintin, just because I like the movie. There's no shame in it. I like John Williams. Yeah, I- I put Hugo. I, I was really hoping for Hugo. That was actually a really good score, too. Wasn't but, um, Tinker Taylor nominated for score? It was, and I like that score quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it's good. I was happy to see that nominated, just because it's, it's a random one to be nominated. I mean... Yeah. Well, I, well, it's I, a really I, subtle score, but it's effective. It is, but, it, yeah, there's a lot of other good scores this year, too, that, you know, got no love, but that's that's beyond us now. So the artist won, and I was happy with that. That's fine. That's I mean. Fine. All right, so the next category that we're uh, going to talk about is Best Makeup. It was only between three nominees, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows 2, uh, Albert Nobbs, and the Iron Lady. I think uh, Mark Johnson, I know, and I chose the Iron Lady. How did you and Mark Hoban do, Aaron? We also chose the Iron Lady. Okay, so it was a clean sweep. It was a clean sweep, yes, and Harry Potter lost, which means that Harry Potter has never won an Oscar for any of its movies. Yes, that is correct. People were hoping that Alan Rickman might get that maybe just a nomination for Best act, uh, Supporting Actor, but didn't happen. Yep. Jordan, were you rooting for somebody in particular in Best Makeup? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this is a personal category for you. So, so. The next category is Best Costume Design. Um, the nominees in this were actually pretty okay. Uh, we had the artists win. The other nominees were Anonymous, Hugo, Jane Eyre, and W.E., see here for costume design i chose the artist i think most of us chose the artist uh yeah he uh mark mark hoban and i chose hugo okay. and you and mark johnson chose the oh, artist. a split decision this time yeah i chose hugo too i was about to put anonymous but this is this was like with the toughest category to go with like this i did like the costume design in hugo especially uh uh okay. sasha baron cohen's costume you know and you know it's very nice i guess just good good eye for uh, everything in that film actually I was hinging on the fact that it was in color, and I know that. But I mean, 
it might be a weird thing to say, but I honestly think that they could have like edged it out just because all the costumes were, you know, you were able to clearly see all the designs and details in them due to the fact that it's in full color. Right. And, you know, it's such a stylistic world in Hugo presented too. So it is very much. I thought that I thought that would have contributed, but no, the artist, the artist took that one. So Uh, next up we have best achievement in art direction. And uh, here we had the artist, Harry Potter, Hugo, Midnight in Paris and Warhorse, and Hugo managed to take this one, which we all predicted. Which is, you know, well-deserved, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it is. Very much so. Best editing. Was uh, Best. the artist, Descendants, Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, and Moneyball, and Dragon Tattoo won. It did, and that was awesome. Like, all of us predicted yeah. the artist would win, because generally the editing award goes to the Best Picture. Best picture. Nominee. But the girl with the dragon tattoo was something that me and a friend of the show, Adam Gentry, we both really loved the editing in the Dragon Tattoo movie. Like we, oh, it's phenomenal. It is. It's the movie for being too two hours and 40 minutes long like we thought it was just incredibly well paced so that was something that was you know very well handled and we, we were specifically noting that noting how like the editing was great in that movie and we're shocked to see that they won for best editing more so were the actual winners angus wall and kirk baxter they were shocked that they won they had no speech prepared when they got on stage which was hilarious <laughs> They did not expect to win for best editing. That was something. I think that's one of the great things that I heard in the the podcast, which I didn't think about uh, when I was editing it because I I wasn't there to participate. But um, you guys had mentioned that. And I thought, wow, you know what? It did breeze by pretty well uh, for two hours and 40 minutes. You don't really feel as though it's two hours and 40 minutes. So great job to them. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually their second win in a row because they won for the social network last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah great it's interesting to note especially because both of those are not best picture winners and they both won for best best editing so mm-hmm. kudos to david fincher and his team for having great <laughs> editing in their movies lately <laughs> so next up we have best achievement in cinematography this is a pretty beautiful category we have the artist the girl with the dragon tattoo hugo the tree of life and warhorse now all of us put our bets on the tree of life which one would think makes the most sense now it didn't win hugo won and that guy, it was weird because it's like, Hugo is my, it was my number one movie of the, of the last year. And it's, it's hard to be upset with your favorite movie when it's, you know, winning awards, but it's like, wow, you're messing up my ballot, Hugo. And so, <laughs> like, especially because Tree of Life really is a beautiful movie. And I, you know, I would, I would, I would have given the award to, to Tree of Life over Hugo. Like, that's what I wanted to win. Like, I think it's a yeah. fantastic looking movie. Like, it's, I agree. Even Dragon Dead 2, I would give it to that over Hugo. Eh, I don't know about that. Hmm. He's... Well, I'd have to, I have to mold out over. I'm out of here. Yeah, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> See you, Jordan. Yeah, bye. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Welcome back. No, oh, oh, thank, oh, thank you. Oh, hey, oh, oh acting. Good <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next category is best foreign film, and in this one, this was actually a pretty interesting category because. I remember in the last podcast, we had said that this is where the upset really comes. You think that there's a lot of momentum for one film, and there's usually an upset. In this case, there really wasn't. A Separation did win. It edged out Bullhead, Footnote, In Darkness, and Monsieur Lazare. Nicely done, Abe. Thanks. And I think that that was... uh, I think we all chose a Separation, even though I think some of us were thinking that there's going to be an upset here. Yeah, and, you know, it... It, I have not seen all the other nominees, which is unfortunate because I do like seeing the other foreign films, you know, regardless of if they're nominated or not, I just like seeing foreign films in general. But I have seen a separation and it's, you know, it's a fantastic movie and I recommend it to anyone to go check out because it's just a really, a really engaging drama. Probably would have been in my 11 through 20. I, I'm not sure about my top 10, but it certainly would have been really high where I would have seen it last year. 99% yes. on the tomato meter. 
yeah, it's because it's uh, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic, fantastic film, and I'm very happy that that film won. And it was nice to it, the the um the director of the film, <clears throat> the the director of the film, uh, Oscar Farhadi, if I'm saying his name right, yeah. I hope I am. I uh, he he gave a nice speech too, so I was I was really, and I was happy to see like the whole cast was there also, or at least at least the main players. So that was that was nice to see that film win. Uh, next up, we have Best Animated Feature Film of the Year, and there's no need to read these other nominees. It was all about Rango. <laughs> Rango took home the prize. Abe, for some reason, went with Chico and Rita to win. I thought it was going to be some artsy, classy film that they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is great. It's actually got a great, you know, adult theme to it. Yeah, but but no, the the film that was you know already critically praised and loved all over and was winning so many other awards managed to actually win the Academy Award. For Puss in Boots was nominated. Which is fantastic. I'm surprised uh, Puss in Boots was nominated. I'm not that surprised. It's a, it's good. It, yeah. It's a good movie. Like I was, I was surprised how much I enjoyed Puss in Boots. It's yeah. not as good as Kung Fu Panda, which was also nominated. Well but neither of them are as good as Rango, which is amazing. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. Oh, very, very happy. Especially because I've been championing Rango like all you year. Have been, so. yeah. yeah, it's still one of my favorite films like, last year. Is it in your top five from last year? It is. It's in my top ten, not my top five. It's. So. I think it moved. It might be six now because because of, you put Hugo because of, the... because, I, because I because I moved Hugo up. Right, so yeah. that shifted everything. So that might be number six now. Okay. Regardless, I mean, it's it's a great movie. I love Rango. <laughs> yeah, for all the the flack that it got when the film was released it's it was pretty great to, to see it win best animated feature it's because it's so weird it's such a weird movie <laughs> yeah that's why that's part of the reason why i love it it's like how did this movie get made it's it's amazing so the next category we have is best writing for adapted screenplay uh i think that we all went for the descendants on this one and with dean pelton the other nominees were hugo the ides of march moneyball uh and tinker taylor soldier spy this is actually a pretty strong category yeah. and the descendants I think that we all agreed that it was a pretty good script uh, overall. So um, I know I chose it. I can't remember if everyone else if this was also. Yeah, good. we all we all did choose it. Yes, yeah. and uh, I mean it's not. It wasn't my would be my preferred choice, but uh, you know I was happy to see Descendants win. I was happy to see Dean Pelton get on stage and supply what was one of the funniest moments of the night, where he posed like Angelina Jolie, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was amazing. And I'll definitely <laughs> include that picture in the show notes. <laughs> I actually put uh, voted for Moneyball, which isn't a bad script at all. Yeah. It's actually a really strong script. Yeah, it's a strong category. Ides of March is probably my odd man out in this one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have best original screenplay, and we had the artist bridesmaids margin call a separation, which was pretty cool to see a separation, a foreign film get nominated for best adapted screen for best original screenplay. That never happens. Literally. So that was pretty cool to bring it out of just being a foreign film, have it actually have a screenplay nomination, but. With all that said, the winner was Midnight in Paris, and uh, Woody Allen, true to form, did not show up because he doesn't go to awards shows, he just doesn't care. But, regardless, uh, Mark, Mark, and I, we all chose Midnight in Paris. Abe went for the artist. We're with the artist, which uh, we joked about in the previous podcast, which has probably just some, some stage directions rather than actual lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you see uh, Margin Call? I, I never saw it. I saw Margin Call. Good. I did not. No. Um, honestly, it's just it's like it's a movie that it's certainly good. Like it has good performances, and like I see what it's doing. It's just not like my kind of movie to like yeah. enjoy. So, yeah. Like I can I can I can see other people enjoying it more than I would, but honestly, it just doesn't really. It's not a movie that you know does it for me. Like in terms of 
yeah, I really wanted to see that movie. I had to, I got to review the Blu-ray and I did, and I, you know, I got what I wanted out of it. And I certainly recognize it as a good movie. And I'm happy that it's for being a first time script and first time director, JC Chandor, you know, kudos to him. And especially because he secured such a, a great cast for that movie. Like that movie's yeah, everyone's filled, with talent, everyone's fan, filled with talent, filled with talent. You know, kudos to that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a movie I'm like super hot about, but you know, it's not yeah. certainly not a bad movie and certainly not a movie I dislike. Just not, you know, just not my kind of movie in general. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put him in night in Paris, but I was I was rooting for bridesmaids. I really wanted that to win. Yeah, that was my uh, that was what I, I didn't really have a chance, to win. But... Yeah, which would have been cool if it did, but it's okay. The next category is best director. Generally, best director goes hand in hand with best picture. Um, so it was no surprise that Michelle Hazana Vicious won for the artist. Um, Woody Allen was also nominated. Terrence Malick for Tree of Life, Alexander Payne for The Descendants, and. Martin Scorsese for Hugo. I think a lot of us were not surprised at this one, uh, even though we had other directors that we wanted to see win. Um, I think mine was Martin Scorsese for Hugo. Yeah, I thought that, uh, that yeah. was a great film. As as was mine, and uh, yeah, I would have that would have been great to see. But yeah, the artist the artist was going to dominate all the major categories. There was no doubt about that one. So yeah, Zana Vicious, you know, he has an Oscar now. Yeah. Jordan, where were you on this category? I put Hugo. I yeah I wanted Scorsese. I'm disappointed Spielberg wasn't nominated, but I mean didn't matter because he wasn't gonna win. But I, I I would have swapped off swapped out Alexander Payne for uh, Spielberg. All right, so next up we have uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role, and we had uh, Berenice Bejo, Jessica Chastain, Melissa McCarthy, Janet McTeer, and Octavia Spencer for The Help, and uh, she was one of the one of the locks for the night, and sure enough she did in fact win, and all of us predicted that she would. So, uh, you know, kudos. I mean, The Help is certainly, certainly a strong movie in regards to its acting. And so, I, you know, I, I, I had nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with, with, with seeing this one happen. Yeah, I put um, Jessica Chastain, even though I, after I did that, I was like, oh, wait, she doesn't really do that much in it. But she's certainly bubbly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was for um, <laughs> Tree of Life. I, I didn't look at it. I just, <laughs> just chose Jessica Chastain. <laughs> I, I forgot that she was in The Help for, you for a while. You forgot that she was in every movie last year? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I really wanted to put a Melissa McCarthy. I thought that was my um, want to win was Melissa McCarthy for Best Sporting Actress in My Bridesmaids. Honestly, I really liked Berenice Bejo and The Artist uh, among these nominees like that. That would have been neat to see. Mm. I... Best Actor in a Supporting Role is our next category. I think, no surprise, our... Our gut instincts was worse for Christopher Plummer. He was also nominated with Kenneth Branagh, uh, Jonah Hill, Nick Nolte, and Max von Sydow. I think, Aaron, did you go with with Christopher Plummer, but you really wanted Nick Nolte to win, or did you go with that, Nick Nolte? No, that's exactly right. I Yeah, I went for Christopher Plummer because he was the other lock of the evening. But yeah, Nick Nolte, if I saw him win, that would have made me pretty ecstatic yeah. about that. Thank you to the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This award means so much to me. Like, I own two it? crows, apparently. He was talking what about his, he, he apparently owns crows, according to the red carpet. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was talking about how he owns two crows. It's like Mike Tyson having pigeons. You can't make this up. Really? <laughs> yeah, this this is a category where it, it didn't matter for me. Like, I I, I would have been just as happy with, with any one of them winning. Jonah Hill for Moneyball? Yeah. Max von Sydow for Extremely Loud and Incredibly... Oh, he's funny. great in that movie. I loved him in it. He's the best thing about it. Uh, next up, we have Best act- Performance by an Actress in a Lead Role, and we had Glenn Close, Viola Davis, Rooney Mara, Meryl Streep, and Michelle Williams. And um, 
weird that this is registering as a surprise, but Meryl Streep won, I guess because all of us were, you know, we all thought the old Davis would, all of us predicted that, and many other people were, but, you know, it really was neck and neck between the two of them. So, you know, Meryl Streep won, and, you know. I think this she, is the, the category that, that basically tore Mark Johnson up the most. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was uh, he was writing about it in his blog at awardcontenders.com during his live blogging thing. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a strong category here, so it's, you know, it's hard, hard, to, hard to be upset at Meryl Streep for winning an award. So. Yeah. Next category is Best Actor. As predicted, we all chose Jean Dujardin in the act in the artist. I cannot pronounce the next person's name in a better life. Uh, George Damien Bashir. Damien Bashir in a better life. George Clooney for the Descendants. Gary Oldman Tinker Tale of the Soldier Spy and Brad Pitt in Moneyball. My want to win was Brad Pitt. As I had expressed that uh, a couple times in the previous episode. I just thought that it was a solid performance in a solid film. Uh, but obviously, you know, I, nobody was surprised that. Mr. Dujardin won. This was another one, though. You know, he, yeah, the the expectation was that he was going to win. But there, you know, George Clooney had a lot, there was a lot going for him, too, as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, watching, that was that was a neat category just because Natalie Portman came out and, you know, introduced Gary Oldman uh, along with all the other actors. But, you know, she was, you know, that was her first movie starring with Gary Oldman. Oh, that's right. And the professional, so I was like, oh, a little, little reunion going on here. But then it went to Gary Oldman, I'm like, Man, how cool is Gary Oldman just in general, just sitting there at the Oscars? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even mind he's not going to win. I'm just happy to see Gary Oldman just rocking out at the Oscars. Just... Yeah, I totally voted for Oldman. Damn it. <laughs> so uh, finally, we have Best Motion Picture of the Year, and uh, we had War Horse, The Tree of Life, Moneyball, Midnight in Paris, Hugo, The Help, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Descendants, and The Artist. And to no one's surprise, The Artist won, and we all predicted this. So that happened. I voted for extremely loud and incredibly. <laughs> so, in the total of our pools, uh, who came out the winner? Uh, Mark Johnson actually came out the winner. He um, he he uh, got got nineteen correct, which is a damn solid career. You know, respectable. It is. It's very hard to you know to you know do well at the Oscar predicting a lot of times if you're not like incredibly informed. Even the, like a lot of the pundit, like a lot, everyone thought the artist was going to sweep most of the categories. I certainly did. Which ruined a lot of people's ballots right there. No one thought that you know basically Hugo and our, the artist would split, but that's kind of what ended up happening. I I, I wasn't not even aware you guys were doing a, an Oscar ballot. Well, you know we tried, and if we were smarter, we would have done it a week before so we could have it you know posted before the Oscars actually happened. But Ghost Rider but was not, knocking at the door. Ghost Rider was scraping at the door, so we had, <laughs> we had no time. We had no time really to, to do the Oscars out there. Get the s'mores ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to Mark Johnson on winning this year's Out Now with Aaron and Abe Oscar poll category guess em, pick em. Yeah, there's so many things that he's not going to win because of this, so. <laughs> including an Oscar. What did you think of the uh, the uh, ceremony overall, Aaron? And, and Jordan, I, did you guys both enjoy it with uh, Billy Crystal hosting? I mean, yeah. I, I would yeah. say, you know, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like an amazing show, but I would say... I was fine with it. Like it, it, it did. I wasn't like I, I enjoy watching the Oscars in general, so it didn't. You know, it was fine. Like it was better than last year's. It's better than the last oh, yeah. few years, maybe. Uh, Billy Crystal had a couple good lines that really made me crack up. Actually, there was <laughs> one about the to the the uh, the president of the Academy, where after he gave his really boring speech, Billy Crystal said, "Thanks, Tom," and. Thanks for whipping the crowd into a frenzy, and that made me crack up pretty. So like, it was just perfect. 
And like, you know, his opening number was expected, but fine. Like, it was humorous. And... The best segment for me was the uh, Wizard of Oz focus. Oh, yeah, that was good, yeah. Oh, man. The, yeah, the Wizard of Oz... Uh, the, the Wizard of Oz um, screening with the, yeah. with the, like the the other yeah, the, the, oh, a, a lot of cast members from Christopher Guest films yeah all like participating and you know t- uh, doing a <laughs> doing a focus group that's what they should get those guys to host next year yeah there was a lot of random montages that <laughs> like threw me off there was one towards the beginning that was just like all over the place you know I was like what's going on with this but whatever yeah I I zoned out for big portion of the show overall yeah it was like it was pretty it's it was pretty much on autopilot for the most part yeah. there, there weren't many like crazy surprises that happened especially you know when your biggest surprise is the fact that you know meryl streep wins an oscar like yeah that means the the show wasn't too predictable <laughs> or wasn't too unpredictable uh, was there any uh one speech that was particularly memorable for either of you or that you thought was wow that that's pretty classy Probably the uh, the editing for uh, Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> Just because they were so surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Drew, John Dujardin had a good speech. Uh, Octavia yeah. Spencer's speech. She was she was very humble about. I mean, because she was you know she was crying, but also mm-hmm. humble and everything. Uh, oh, the uh, the the winner for um, one of the sound awards were one of the the um, the winners said um, he just wanted to thank everyone who was ever born, whoever died, who was ever reborn or born again, like all just to like get everybody out of the way. He, it was it was fun. I was like covering all his bases. Yeah, and I liked the uh, Streep's speech. That was good. Streep's Street speech like felt like it needed a hashtag that said first world problems" at the end of it. <laughs> it, it it made me laugh. It did make me laugh too, but it's just like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, that's I stand by what I said. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Christopher Palmer was pretty good, too, actually. I like Christopher Palmer's speech. Mainly because he was like, ever since I left the womb, and I was like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the um, Sasha Baron Cohen stunt? Yes, uh, I did, on the red carpet, where yeah. he dumped Kim Jong-il's ashes on Ryan Seacrest. You can't you can't make that up. <laughs> yeah, it made me chuckle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a good bit. Okay, so we're petering out here because we're done with this. So um, this is, you know, just a bonus episode, as I said anyway. So not a whole lot necessary to really go into beyond this. So let's just wrap it up here. Uh, Next episode is going to be, we're going to talk about the Lorax and the secret of the secret world of Ariarty. What about Project X? No, we're not going to talk about part. (laughs) You know what? No, it's funny. Project X and the Lorax opening on the same weekend. That's the first time that two movies that end with the letter X have opened up on the same weekend. Just really a little weird. <laughs> just, just a little trivia for you. Uh, so anyway, that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog site, the code is Zeke.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at YSoBlue.com for Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more of my work at WalrusMoose.blogspot.com, two animals, WalrusMoose.blogspot.com, and Twitter.com slash WalrusMoose. And Jordan? You can go to DamnDirtyBlog.blogspot.com and see and read how disappointed I was that Dreamhouse was not nominated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's great. Um, you could, uh, hey, but hey, Man on the Ledge next year, it's it's, it's gonna get something. Feel free to check out Award Contenders, the site that Mark Johnson runs, because uh, you know he did a whole ton of coverage involving all the awards shows and ceremonies that you know have been on for the past. Well, since Oscar season basically started, and you know he had a lot of live blog yesterday, he has all these predictions and everything. So it was, you know it's certainly a good site to check out if you want to hear even more recap information. Just you know, just a good site in general to cover all the awards. Yeah, it's great. 
Love it. And if you want to check out uh, more work from our other guest, Mark Hoban, check out fastfilmreviews.wordpress.com, where he posts fast film reviews. So thanks again for both of our guests from yesterday. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you can find all the other episodes of our show on iTunes, at uh, hhwlod.com, where you can find all our shows there, as well as the other shows on the HHWLOD network. You can also find most of the new episodes on outnow.podomatic.com. You can email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com and question us as to why we dedicated so much time to a review of good deeds, as well as making sure that Abe feels comfortable with getting only half of his Oscar predictions correct. And you can feel free to like our page at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. That's where we post all the new episodes every week, as well as, you know, we have pictures and people talking up a storm on there and you can like our page and it's awesome yeah all of that so until next time so long and goodbye oh wait should we announce our um next commentary for why did i get married yeah that yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna announce that that's not we're gonna announce Uh, (laughs) thanks for closing out the show with that one i'm gonna stop the recording right now Ask me if I know how much a, a gallon of milk costs. You don't even know how much a gallon of milk costs. <laughs> I like your sass. Hold on, I, hold on, I gotta respond. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait say it again. Do you even know how much a gallon of milk costs?
You don't even know how much a gallon of milk costs. <laughs> You're right, I don't know. My life isn't so perfect after all. I should help with good deeds. All right, that's the end of that. And they cut to the music like, you gotta be strong. You gotta <laughs> be strong. <laughs> all I know, all I know is I'm gonna save the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough of that.